2: Welcome back. Kenny and Colin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM XM, Channel 80. Tell that smart speaker, play ESPN Radio. I'm Mark Zeno. He's Jonathan Zaslow. Final hour of the program filling in for the fellows tonight. Z and Z in for C and C. We are presented by... Listen, to that, that's insurance. very
3: catchy. I like how that sounds. Uh, you know...
2: Listen, uh, sometimes it just it appears to me. You know, it's a gift. It I can't control it. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> it just comes to me. we got a lot more quarterback talk coming up here uh, in less than 10 minutes. Um, which top quarterbacks in the AFC will not make the playoffs? But first, earlier I gave my top three questions heading into the NFL season. From the little Z to the big Z, I will pass it off to you as, as for your top three NFL questions.
1: Number three.
3: Yes, my turn. I've been waiting. You gave us yours a couple hours ago. The the nation's been waiting for mine. Third biggest question going into (laughs) this season. For me, what's going to happen with... There's a lot on the line with Russell Wilson this season. I feel like this, this is a year which can really shape his legacy one way or the other. If he doesn't work out this year in Denver... He's going to be a backup for the remainder of his career. Then you also have, oh, he, like, he had a weird reputation upon leaving Seattle. So then do we start to think maybe his success there was more about what was going on there? And you're seeing with Geno Smith a little bit now than actually how talented Wilson is. Did they prop him up? Sean Payton's going to wind up looking bad for defending Russell Wilson over Nathaniel Hackett. There's a lot to digest there as far as Russell Wilson this season. So for me, third biggest question going into this season, I can't wait to see what's going to happen with Russell Wilson. Number two. Okay. I'm pretty steadfast on the idea that Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets, it ain't going to go the way they believe it's going to go. I think this is a team that misses the postseason. I think the offensive line already being an issue is a big problem. And we started to see the decline last year with Aaron Rodgers. So for me, the biggest question number two, how is Aaron Rodgers going to handle the decline? It'd be one thing if you start to decline where you've spent your entire career in a fan base, a city, an organization, people you know and trust and they love you. That's easier to decline in that type of environment. Not only is this a new environment, but it's New York So how is Aaron Rodgers going to respond to declining in New York? That's my second biggest question heading into the season.
1: Number one.
3: The biggest question heading into this NFL season, according to Zazla, I know all you are waiting for it. For me, can Bill Belichick win a playoff game without Tom Brady? Brady's been gone four years now. One playoff appearance. They obviously did not win the playoff game. We know everything worked out for Tom Brady when he left. Now, Bill Belichick being on the hot seat feels kind of crazy, but it seems like maybe the seat's a little bit warm. Like maybe he sits down and there's a heating pad on like medium where he's sitting. It's a little bit warm. So can Belichick win a playoff game ever without Tom Brady? That's the biggest question for me. Heading into this NFL season. There you go.
2: All right. Well, look, I uh, I agree with the Russell Wilson one. That was actually my top um, sort of at least a version of it. It's three for if me. He doesn't get better. This could turn out to be the worst contract. Yeah. In, in NFL history. So we are we are simpatico there. I, I think there is a lot of uh, narratives around Aaron Rodgers that are somewhat miss uh, – how do I want to phrase this? They are – they're accurate, but they're not exactly accurate enough. Like, when you say how Aaron Rodgers handled the decline, that assumes that he's in a decline. Now, last year his numbers declined because he had guys that were thrown out trash 20 minutes before the game started playing wide receiver for him. Like, these were guys coming off the street who basically had no NFL experience. And Aaron Rodgers was smart enough last year to either throw the ball away, check it down, you know, take a sack, whatever it may be, live to play another down, put his defense back on the field. So his numbers took a hit. I don't think Aaron Rodgers played bad football last year. I don't think he played – I think he played the best hand he was dealt. You know, he's like that kid in Big Daddy. I got a two, a four, a six, eight, and a jack. I win. I mean, that's, that's what he was playing with <laughs> as far as hands and wide receivers last year. So the numbers took a hit. But I would pencil in right now Aaron Rodgers, 3,800 yards, 27 to 35 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Done. Write it down. Like, what's the reason to believe that with adequate weapons he won't have that kind of production? I think he will. Now, I think also think two things can be true here is as he can put up those numbers and the Jets can only still win nine games or eight games. I think that their schedule is murder. And until the offense gets humming, which is going to take a couple of weeks, in the meanwhile, in their first eight games, if they end up three and five, they should they should take it. They should absolutely take it. Um, Belichick winning a playoff game without Tom Brady. Um, it's got to get to the playoffs first. Unfortunately, for, I mean, did these things coincidentally happen at the same time, or was there some sort of you know reason that all of a sudden, when Tom Brady left, every other team found a quarterback, right? Like all of a sudden. When Tom Brady left the AFC East, the rest of the teams finally decided to start. Well, to be the division. Good.
3: I mean, the division was horrendous right. with Brady all those years. It played a major role, and now so, that's a good division out to the Patriots.
2: Well, but and, and the point is, is so can you know can Belichick win a playoff game? Can Belichick get to the playoffs? I mean, I guess he can because he already did. But right. the point simply being is he's got a tough road to hoe, man. That is that is not he's in one of the tougher divisions in football right now, and it's not a lock that I mean, if I told you three AFC East teams were going to make it to the postseason, we would all say Bills, Jets, Dolphins.
3: I mean, the you'd Patriots be wrong be because the Jets now. are going to miss out. But it's not crazy to say that.
2: Oh, <laughs> listen, I'm with you. I'm not. I think the the overvaluing of the Jets to me is right up there with the overvaluing of of the Jaguars. And, and from a purely betting perspective, the idea that the Bills are still a plus money favorite to win that division is free money. Just take it. Just go to go to the book and, and bet on the Bills to win the AFC East and go get your extra Listen cash back.
1: Listen to you.
2: Listen to you. Am I to believe that the the Jets are so close to the Bills that they are priced that adequately? The problem here is that it's a mar- it's a marketing issue and understanding you know how sports betting works. But the point simply yes. is, there's so much money is coming on the Jets that they have to keep the Bills at that price. But in reality the Bills should be a minus-money favorite because they're that much better than everybody else.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's like you said, everyone's in on the Jets because of Aaron Rodgers, because of hard knocks, the betting, you know, the public. It's it's a very high-profile team. But for me, I mean, I think the Dolphins are going to win that division. And I know there's a whole thing where, oh, uh, can Tua stay healthy, which, of course, is a very reasonable thing to say. But if Tua is healthy, that may very well be the best offense in the NFL. It may very well be the best offense in the NFL.
2: You know, I, I, I can't argue because the possibility is there for that to happen it's a thousand percent there there's they have that capacity because they have the one thing that every offense lusts after and few teams are very good at and that is huge big playability and the way to sway games and momentum in one second yeah they can do that better than anybody in this league so uh, they have explosive plays down pat and a lot of that is Tyreek Hill But Jalen Waddle's no slouch, and if you add in some semblance of a running game, and I'm curious to see how Devin Harris is going to fit in this backfield um, because he wasn't in – he was the ground guy for Bill Belichick. Ramondre Stevenson was the pass-catching guy. So I don't know how that all – I know McDaniel likes to use that same sort of Shanahan offense where those guys out of the backfield are a big part of it, but um, I, I think in general, you know, This is an offense, just the sky's the limit. Like, what's the reason not to believe that they wouldn't be a top 10 offense?
3: So close, just a couple weeks away, we get the answer to these questions. We got week zero, college football this weekend. We have no weekends with no football for the next, what are we talking, like five and a half months here? Mark, we're very close. We're very close. You know what you just made
2: me realize here is as, when I go down the list of teams I think that are going to be top 10 offenses, I have a lot more than 10. And that's problematic for me.
3: It's not possible. Like, Um, like the math doesn't work. Yes, (laughs) sir.
2: There you go. The math is escaping me. Like, Bills, top 10 offense, yes. Miami, yes. Ravens absolutely could be one, yes. Bengals could be one, yes. I'll give you guys the Jaguars because you all just love them so much. We know the Chiefs will be a top 10 offense. Eagles, top 10. Cowboys, top 10. Vikings should absolutely be top
3: 10. That I, don't, a, I, don't I care. mean, Mad- Madison seems like he's a starting caliber offense. running back, but we got to see no Dalvin Cook. I don't know. we got to see. we got to see. Uh, I, I, you, wanna,
2: you figure out how to stop Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison on the field at the same time. You let okay, me know how that I works understand. out
3: for you. I understand. And um, I, I want to circle back real quick with the Jaguars there. Don't forget, Calvin Ridley's a big-time wide receiver. They didn't have him last year. That's not a joke. That's, that's a big addition to that team right now. You want to talk about you don't know how great their offense could be. Calvin Ridley is a mean, very good wide receiver. I,
2: I'm much like I'm not here for Josh Allen slander. I'm not here for Kirk Cousins slander. I'm certainly not here for Derek Carr slander. Could the Saints creep into being a top 10 offense?
3: Well, six games in a, in probably the worst division of football.
2: I would, I would change that in the worst defensive division of football that I would okay. say, although Carolina's defense is really, really good. Um, and I think the only team from the West that makes the top 10 is, is obviously San Fran. I mean, that, that, that's a lot more than 10 teams I put out there. But I, I would say of that list, I'm not sure that all of them don't have a realistic possibility to end up in the top ten. Obviously, some of be on the outside. All right, let's switch gears here for a second and talk more some more quarterbacks and the playoffs. And because you talk quarterbacks, you're talking offenses as well. When you look at the top QBs in the AFC, yeah. All right, there are two of these quarterbacks that are not going to make the playoffs. As I want you to tell me which two. You ready? Got a pen and paper, folks listening in their cars and everything I'm else? Ready. A mental note or take copious notes yourself, of these quarterbacks, two of them won't make the playoffs. Who won't? Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and Russell Wilson. I know one we're all going to default to.
3: Well, you gave me, if, if I have the numbers right, you gave me nine quarterbacks there. Nine, so, correct. So, mathematically, you're saying seven of those teams are going to be the seven teams that make the AFC. But just looking at those nine right there, I got more than two of those quarterbacks missing the postseason. Like, those seven teams, essentially, that you gave me there are not the seven teams I have in the postseason. Matter of fact, not only am I going to tell you which two of those AFC quarterbacks are going to miss the playoffs, I'm going to give you four of those missing the playoffs. All right. I got Aaron Rodgers missing the playoffs. I do not believe in the Jets. So Aaron Rodgers is one. Two, I definitely have Russell. Was Russell Wilson the one we were both thinking is definitely going to miss the playoffs? Okay. So I got Russell Wilson missing out. I think this is the end of the road for Russell Wilson. Not for life, but, you know, as a starter for a quarterback. Uh, I got (laughs) Justin Herbert. All right. The Chargers, I do not. The Chargers, Brandon Staley. You can't trust the head coach. The Chargers, they always have such a talented roster, they'd never come through for you. So I got Herbert missing the playoffs as well. And number four, I do not believe Deshaun Watson gets back to form. I think three years since he was an elite quarterback, I mean, you want to do dog years or however you quantify it with quarterbacks, three years is a long time. I don't believe Deshaun Watson and incredibly difficult division, six other games in the NFC North. So I got four of those quarterbacks. Missing the postseason. Rodgers, Wilson, Herbert, Watson. What do you make of that, Zeno?
2: I agree on Watson and Wilson. They were probably the two I would pick. And the reason I would pick them both is because of the division that they play in. Um, obviously, no, nobody's really ready to dethrone the Chiefs yet in the West, so that takes away one playoff spot. And no one... Uh, whether it's the Bengals or the Ravens, I don't think the Browns are good enough to dethrone them yet. So that means, you know, you need three teams from one division to make the playoffs, and I don't think that happens. Uh, It's just definitely very hard for that to happen. Uh, So I I would argue, I mean, if you had to ask me to rank these from most likely to miss to least likely, um, I I could tell you third on that list, and you're going to hate me for it, Go on. After you get past Wilson and Watson is Lawrence because I think the Titans can win the AFC South.
3: Well, I mean, listen, I'm, I don't take offense, so what do I care about the Jaguars? The, the Titans, <laughs> I <laughs> do I care.
2: I'm trying to offend your sensibilities. Um, I, I, if the Titans end up winning the AFC South, they're doing so with nine wins, maybe ten, and that's the other. It's going to leave the second place team, the Jaguars, out.
3: Well, but let me also so, ask you uh, here. I mean, you. So if those are the only quarterbacks you're saying out there, do you straight up think Miami misses the playoffs? That's what you're saying, then.
2: Is their defense good enough to make the playoffs?
3: Well, I mean, uh, everything I hear Vic Fangio this, Vic Fangio that. We'll see.
2: Um, Vic Fangio this, Vic Fangio that. Um, talented player this, talented player where? I mean, you know, if you know the roster better than I do. Mm-hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong here. But this is a team that struggles in the secondary. Um, and pass rush-wise isn't exactly outside of one or two guys filled with guys who get after the quarterback.
3: Well, here's what I would say. Xavier Howard played all of last year hurt. Xavier Howard right now looks a lot closer to two and three years ago Xavier Howard than he does to last year's version of Xavier Howard. They're also getting Brandon Jones back in the secondary as well, and Javon Holland is going into his third year, and I love that kid. Now, Bradley Chubb on one side, Jalen Phillips on the other side. They got pass the rushers, Mark. So And Bradley Chubb was not – he did didn't—he was not Bradley Chubb last year with the Dolphins. He was not comfortable. He said he wasn't comfortable. They didn't get what they thought they were trading for with him. Now you got the new defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio this, Vic Fangio that. So you got one side Chubb, the other side Jalen Phillips. You got a contract situation with Christian Wilkins as far as the tackle is concerned. That's obviously important. This was a defense that was ravaged by injuries. Emmanuel Ogba's back as well. So you're hoping – Recovery from injuries, new defensive coordinator, and Bradley Chubb getting back to being Bradley Chubb that they traded for, and this defense does have uh, have a lot of potential to be much better. I believe. Okay, I, again, I'm not an expert.
2: Uh, let, let let me ask you this much: Are they still the third best defense in the AFC East? Come on, shake your head yes. Don't don't hesitate. Don't be, don't be silly. No, Just shake no your I don't head
3: think yes. so. Yeah, I'm gonna no. shake my head yeah.
2: no. No. They're better I'm than right the bill. They're not better than the Bills, and not better than the Jets. I'm
3: gonna shake my head. No. I'm gonna shake my you're,
2: head now no. you're just doing it to be argumentative, and it's now you're starting to offend
3: me. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I I didn't realize uh, you're you're this you're this massive uh, Buffalo Bills fan. I didn't know this. I'm not. I'm a Giants fan. I'm just. I didn't I'm know you're this big about Jets, what Jets fan. You should not be offended.
2: I'm, I, yeah, that's true. No, listen, no, I have enough Jet fan friends who are completely miserable with their life, so I, I, you know at some point in time i want something good to happen for them but i just they they know well enough not to believe that it actually will happen so there is that but okay. so
3: in, in 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 summary though i i got four of those guys missing the playoffs you have three yeah i would say three all right all right i wanted to ask both of you
0: guys and switching over to the nfc side cuz it's for the most part we understand that the eagles and the 49ers are the top two teams there in the in the nfc but who would you have third like who else could could contend for the NFC oh, title there. I know it's,
3: well, it's I know Dallas. it's a drop conference. Is uh, it is it Dallas, is it Dallas not, without a doubt? It's
2: not a drop. It's not a drop. We we have to stop doing this. Okay? We have to stop doing this where we have separated look, I I I think you can draw a clear line between Philadelphia and San Fran and who's next, but it's not this precipitous drop off. It's it's not this everyone else is chasing for third. Dallas is absolutely good enough to not only beat both those teams but finish ahead of both those teams, okay? Some of this is Mike McCarthy more than anything. And If, if somebody wants to call in the station right now and complain about Dak Prescott interceptions, I'm going to slap you, okay? <laughs> so I, I've had enough of this interception stuff. I just I, I don't understand what football game people watch. Um, yes, there are certain interceptions that matter, but they're not all created equals as, Right. Like, you know, you can throw an interception in the first quarter, it still counts as one, and you can overcome it. You can get a, a ball tipped by a wide receiver, and it's not your fault, and it still counts as an interception. We look at things at a macro level and just pick a number out and go, that number is bad. I mean, not to bring it back to do the same thing with Josh Allen. You're going to throw 14 interceptions, win 13 games, throw all 14 of them, knock yourself out. I'll take 13 wins every single time without hesitation. So Dallas is there. You have to remember, the Eagles have to show me particularly defensively, that they can be that good again. Zaz, they had 70 sacks last year, 7-0.
3: Are you buying in on what's usual a, pers- year, a precipitous drop-off for the Super Bowl loser? Like, you buying into that?
2: It's not even that, per se. If it is, it's because their defense failed. Look, I have a, I have a ticket on Jalen Hurts to win the MVP. So, clearly, I, love I think the that
3: transparency, man.
2: This, this offense is here. Um, do you love the transparency or the degeneracy? Which one? Because I think they go oh, hand in hand. Both. but Both. But, but, but I just don't know if that Eagles defense can play at that level again. But the problem is, is that they've stacked so much talent there. How can they not?
3: Yeah. You know, it, but it's
2: unreal to think they're going to get 70 sacks again.
3: Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to say Minnesota, but they won so many close games last year that you kind of feel it averages itself out. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Dallas is much closer to Philadelphia than most people believe. I like Brock Purdy. Listen, I'm, I'm buying in on what he did last year. So I think San Francisco is the best team in the NFC. But I do think that Dallas is given Philadelphia a run in that division. I really do. I think Dallas is the If 13. I said to you. I don't think it's by a ton, just like you. I agree.
2: If I said to you there was a 11 or 12-win division winner in the NFC South, what would your reaction
3: be? Oh, I wouldn't believe it. I would, I would buy it with 10 because the division is so bad. I do think New Orleans wins it. I'd like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is going to show you. He's been a good quarterback his entire career. Yes. I cannot so. see them winning 11 or 12 games. I think that's a 10-win team. I think they win the division. I think Derek Carr has a great year.
2: I don't disagree. However, comma, if the division is as bad as you say it is, it's bad. Uh, At worst, five wins are coming, half to ten, are immediately coming from the division. Mm-hmm. So the idea that you can't sneak out seven more wins to get to twelve over the course of the well, final
3: seven. eleven games. The I don't know how great they're going to be. I think the quarterback's going to be really good, but seven and four outside of division. I mean, Mark, that's a great record. I think it's a lot to ask It for. is.
2: All right. Coming up next, actor Rob Cordery is going to join us, talk some fantasy football and some meat. That's next on ESPN yes. Radio.
1: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive
3: back, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and Sirius XM channel 80. I'm Jonathan Zaslow. He is Mark Zinno. We are in for the guys today, taking you up until 7. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and obviously it is week 3 NFL preseason, so that's all wrapping up over the next couple days, and it also means... Fantasy football, so everybody's getting ready for their drafts. We're all getting super excited to win and lose money. Rob Cordry joining us here, who uh, you may remember uh, the Daily Show, of course. Rob starred in one of my favorite movies, The Way Way Back, but is also a big fantasy football player. Do I have that correct, Rob? You are dialed into fantasy football.
0: You you are correct in total. Now, <laughs> yeah. you're here, you're here,
3: you're here. Tell us what you got going on with Jack Links and fantasy football. What do we have here?
0: So Jack Links, okay, so they make snacks out of meat, right? They're yep. delicious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yes. They hired me to um, to basically roast the loser of a league, of a fantasy league, um, you can enter leagues. Can enter uh dot uh, com through September seventh, and um,
2: and then uh, the loser of that league, I'll be watching them, and and then I will destroy them. Uh, I'm curious, Rob, on your fantasy football skills. Are, are you as bad at fantasy football as the character lawyer you played in What Happens in Vegas? <laughs> no no not that bad but um
0: you know i'm not listen i I, i'm i'm fair i i have a strategy i play it safe uh i've i've won maybe three championships in my 15 years so that's probably not a great average
3: i don't know Um, i think it's a pretty good average that's that's one out of every five years you're winning a championship i think it's pretty good
0: i I will say the, the last five years these are all money leagues the last five years I have made money, so that's saying something. I, I'm I'm at least in the top three somewhere.
2: So like, you said he made stretched. money. I'm like, he's an actor. He made money. <laughs> so yeah, so, I want Rob, to make
0: you... money. no 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 no. Listen, people think we make money as actors. We ah. people think like you know we're <laughs> billionaires if you're on TV. I need fantasy football. It's a side gig.
3: So you mentioned you have strategies. I want like what? What's the strategy this year? Like, are you heavy on running backs? Do you want the wide receivers? Tell me some of the strategies here, Rob.
0: Well, no, yeah. You listen. I I I look for. I'm in a lot of PPR leagues. um, Point per reception. So I look for running backs that uh, catch as well. Those are um, gold. And you know, my first four picks will. Will be running back or wide receiver uh, in whatever order.
2: So, Rob, if you had the top overall pick, who are you taking? Oh, croak. Well, uh, McCaffrey's
0: probably been kept, huh? Um, yeah, I mean, well, well I think say say not a keeper general, league. Christian McCaffrey would be my top pick.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. safe, okay. right? Now, now, a now you're a Patriots a fan. Well, it's low risk because he's Awesome, but this is also a guy who gets hurt sometimes. But I, now, this I know is, you're a yeah. Boston guy. You're a Patriots fan. Do you, do you let that get in the way of your fantasy strategy? Do you want Patriots on your team? Absolutely
0: never. You know, sometimes maybe to the detriment of my fantasy game, <laughs> uh, I've, I hardly ever have uh, Pats on my team.
2: That's a smart move. You
0: now let, let me emotional. hear what
3: you're thinking about Mac Jones going into this season. What are you thinking about the quarterback I mean, here, Mac Jones? Cuz I think Rob I think he's terrible.
0: Yeah, he's not great. Uh but in terms of fantasy, I'm not sure. You know, he might be a good QB3 on your on your bench perhaps. The fill in here and there. I I don't know. That's that's one of those ones we'll have to watch cuz you know, this could be a season. <laughs> I say that, I can't stop laughing when I say that.
3: Now what about Rob, how about one of the things that we hear about the Patriots going into this season which sounds kind of crazy is this idea that Belichick could be maybe on the warm seat. Is that nonsense to you?
0: What does that mean? The warm Oh, oh, like uh like like hot seat adjacent.
3: Yes. Like it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's not yet hot. It's warm, Rob. It's warm. <laughs>
0: No, I I think like look, I think the owners are um I think they are loyal to him and as 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 much as any any football owner will be can be. And and I think that uh you know, he's had so much success in the past and I don't think it was a one man show in 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 Boston, you know? I think it was uh I think it was both of them to a certain degree, and I think they're just rebuilding now. I mean, this the team was going to uh, experience a dip like this when when Brady left. Is but Bill boy, Belichick Tampa Bay fireable? is a lot more fun to watch, huh?
2: Yeah, I know. Rob, is, is Bill Belichick fireable in your opinion? Like, could you Do you see a scenario where he could actually ever be
3: fired? Oh,
0: man, what a news day, huh? What a news day! I bet you guys are hoping he is. On, on the way
3: out here again, Rob. Tell us how we can go to tell us how we can go to Jack Links and we can get set up to potentially get roasted if we finish in last by Rob Cordry.
0: Yeah, Jack Links Meat Roast dot com. Enter your fantasy league. Uh, the loser of which will be roasted by me. You'll be flown out to L A. At the end of the season, your whole. Uh, league will sit in the front row, and and I, I will um, destroy one of you. I will make you feel bad. I'll hurt your feelings.
3: He will tar and feather you at the end of your fantasy football season. Rob Corgi, at Rob Corgi. Two Ds if you want to get at him on social media. Thanks for hanging out <laughs> with us today, Rob. Appreciate it.
0: That was a lot of fun. Thank you, guys.
2: ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easily and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection is in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. Coming up next, we'll give you some of the top college football plays of week zero, alongside Jonathan Zazlow and Mark Zeno. Zaz and in, in for Kentian and Clone on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
1: This is the Cantian Carlin Podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Uh,
2: can you smell it? Can you smell it, Jonathan Zaslow? Oh,
3: it's Week so zero. good. So good. It's here. It was College almost like College football is back. Can you say it's here, Mark, because it's week zero and it's only a couple games? Like, is it here? Is it back yet?
2: I don't have to bet on baseball this weekend, okay? Okay. There's a football game that I can wager on. And that, to me, is as good as Christmas morning. Weekend preview brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today. See all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote and get started seeing how much you could save. All right, so we only got... Small handful of games this weekend, seven games as a matter of fact. Uh and only two top fifteens, Navy Notre Dame, uh out there as well uh USC and San Jose State two of the ranked teams that are playing. And uh the Navy Notre Dame game is across yeah. the pond there in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I I guess I should have assumed that the Irish like the football team. The Irish, I just didn't know they watched American football that much.
3: I, I think when they run onto the field there tomorrow afternoon, I think they're going to be into it. Yeah.
2: How drunk is that place going to be? So drunk. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I've just, just. I hope there's a drone just going around the stadium, just checking out the stands the whole entire time. Oh, it must be
3: so good. Great pubs just – I'm assuming great pubs around the stadium. That's got to be a fun atmosphere, man. Like, I've never – I've never seen one of my teams in, like, a cool neutral site type of – I'm not talking about going on the road. I've seen my teams on road games. But, like, a spectacle where it's a neutral site game, you know? Have you ever done that before?
2: No, because – well, other than the Super Bowl, I guess, if you count the Giants in the Super Bowl, you know, I got a chance to cover multiple Super Bowls. Two of them the Giants were in, so I guess that's cool. But, I it's, guess I kinda you know, count the that. Super Bowl, it, I, because the venue doesn't hold any, you know, value. It's just yeah. plucked around, right? Like to see the Notre Dame play in Ireland, I mean, it's almost like playing golf with the Masters, right? Like the venue itself holds value. Yeah. You know, going to play St. Andrews, the venue itself holds value. But the Super Bowl it's, the, it's it's the game is more important than the stadium.
3: Yeah, yeah. I've never I've never seen my team at any cool place like that, you know. And especially like college football is the place that you would do it, right? Because you get these at a conference games at like neutral site yeah, stadiums neutral site. all the time. Like that's that's the way to do it. I've never done that before.
2: Yeah, I mean and even some of the road trips too. Like I know Georgia fans here in Atlanta were nuts several years ago when they went to go play the Irish in South Bend. They like they invaded too. There was a lot of red right. in that stadium that day, but I think those are always cool too. The road game things are always good. So yeah. we have a lot of games this weekend here. Uh, I will give you a couple of plays. a yeah. short version of a couple of plays that I am on. Speaking of Navy Navy Notre Dame, okay, you got a total set at fifty and a half here in this game. Go under. Number one, you have Navy who runs the hell out of the football with the triple option offense. It's going to slow the clock down. It's going to grind the game down. I know a lot of people want to say, hey. Notre Dame has Sam Hartman now, and the offense is going to go through the roof, and that may be the case. But you know what? It's not going to do it. In in wind and rain in Ireland, in Dublin, so you have bad passing conditions, you have pro-running conditions. If Notre Dame can't score and move the ball efficiently through the air, they're going to have to run it or punt it away. And then you give back the ball back to a Navy team that's going to grind the clock nonstop because of how much they run the football here. You get a little bit of a slightly inflated line here because of Notre Dame's offense. I think we go under here in this game between Navy and Notre Dame. Second bet. Now, interesting matchup here as UTEP and Jacksonville State meet up. Now, people are like, who's Jacksonville State? Where are they? Well, they came from the FCS conference and moved up to FBS here, where they are. So they're taking a step up in class. However, um, a trend, that non-conference game between group of five opponents uh, involving home underdogs, which Jacksonville State is a slight underdog at UTEP, Um, have for whatever reason they've been very fairly high scoring since 2013. The over is 22 and six, that's at 78 percent. Yeah, UTEP Jacksonville State never played before. So, you know, uh, technically you could consider it a conference game, but it's the first time Jacksonville State is in this conference. Oh, by the way, Gamecocks coached by Rich Rodriguez. Remember that Rich Rodriguez? Yeah, they scored 37 points a game last year, they got nine starters coming back. Um, This is not one of these scenarios where Jacksonville State stepping up a class is going to be an issue for them. So uh, we go over here. And then finally, finally... The much surprising Vanderbilt Commodores here. They're hosting. They're hosting Hawaii, and they're laying a decent number at seventeen and a half. They're going to cover this number easily. Hawaii's defensive problems on the w- uh, well documented. They bottom ten in the nation last year. Several category yards per play, rushing yards allowed, rushing yards per attempt, and at turnovers. This is a Vanderbilt team here, and quarterback AJ Swan. They have a-, a trio of wide receivers that are very good. Even though they lost their top rusher. In the transfer portal, this is one of the best offensive lines in the SEC in Vanderbilt. They're going to be able to run all over this team and cover this 17-and-a-half. Quick thoughts.
3: I'll tell you. Uh, well, it reminds me, Saturday nights when I was in college, Oh, chasing with that Hawaii game, those old June Jones teams. <laughs> we, yeah, That's but like we were forever old, yeah, we ago, back. you know? We were, I miss those days, man. Time. Timmy Chang throwing the ball over the field. Come on. Colt Brennan
2: scoring 60 points a game back in the day. That's yeah, right. Yeah, how times
3: have right. changed, to
2: say the least. So <laughs> those are my three picks for the weekend. Do with those what you will. Um, it has been a great four hours with you, man. A lot of fun. Yeah, Appreciate you I enjoyed up. it. Jonathan yeah. Zaslow, Mark Zeno. Totens of fun today. Joe and Amber coming up next here on ESPN
1: Radio and the ESPN app. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from three to seven Eastern on ESPN radio. Plus you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.